0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Elizabeth Kowaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark. And you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. <music>
1: This is the Unplayable Podcast. On this week's episode, we preview the JLT One Day Cup with former Australia fast bowler John the Duke Hastings. The Duke, it's great to have you back, mate.
0: Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on.
1: My pleasure, mate. It's been mate. a while. It has been a while. Too long. What's What's been happening with you?
0: Oh, look, just had a bit of a break overseas and um, I came back, did some... Did, doing a little bit of training with the uh, Frankston... Peninsula Cricket club, club boys and um, you know, trying to stay fit and trying to start up a new sort of little cafe wine bar down where I live on the peninsula. So i been busy, mate, but um, I'm glad the the summer of cricket's rolled around.
1: It's back. It might be spring technically, but the summer has certainly started. And <laughs> hey, Stowe, you're not lost to us because you're going to be playing for the Sydney Sixers in the BBL this year.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that, actually. Um, obviously, you know, where I started my career up in Sydney, so it's, it's been a while since I have been back up there for, for an extended period. So looking forward, so I think they put us up at Coogee for sort of eight or, or nine weeks while the big bash is on. So that's not going to be um, overly disastrous. Um, and, you know, we've got a pretty pretty good squad that's shaping up, I think. We've got some good young, fast bowlers and Edwards, Dwarches, um, these types of guys. So hopefully I get to do a bit of work with them and take them under my wing as such. And, um, yeah, looking forward to just getting up there and, um, having a new environment, a bit of a fresh start and enjoying my last couple of years of, of Big Bash.
1: Right. I actually saw you the other day, uh, Duke. You were on uh, the new cricket channel on Fox Sports. And, mate, you were opening the bowling for Australia back in the heyday. It's, uh, it, uh, only felt like <laughs> yesterday.
0: I know it did. It's, 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 it's kind of weird, isn't it? Um, so last year was sort of was a really good year and, um, you know, the year before that I was, was playing for Australia. So it was yeah, it's it, it's been a a quick turnaround from sort of realizing that, you know, my, my longer format of the game sort of probably passed me by and um you know, and and to turn my attention to T twenty if you like, but it has sort of gone quickly. Um but, you know, it's just one of those decisions that I'm I've had to live with and come to terms with now, but looking forward to still
1: Playing some good cricket for the Sixers. Yeah, and I guess T20 was supposed to be the sort of the death of spinners in a young man's game, but veterans have uh, dominated it at all over the world at all types of levels. So, you know, there's that, there's that 2020 World T20 in Australia, I think that's how you say it. Uh, is that a bit of a carrot or is it, is it just BBL for you and other tournaments around the world?
0: well oh, look I'd, I'd i'd never say never but i think it, you know at this day is just sort of the the b b l for me and um you know trying to really i have always said i'd really love to try and win you know a big bash title before I finished up and that's fixing our our attention on or my attention on um but you know the, the carrot of international cricket and, and a t twenty um World T20 it would be a nice little finish, wouldn't it? So I'll, I'll never say never. And look, if I'm playing well enough, then I'm sure that question will, will come up. So, you know, fingers crossed it does.
1: All right. Now, you are on here as our JLT One Day Cup expert. But before we get to that, uh, let's just quickly go over that Aussie test squad that was named to play Pakistan in the UAE last week. A couple of Victorians in there, uh, hey, Sto, What did you make of the squad?
0: Yeah, there was a, I'm absolutely rapt to see Pete settle back. I think he's you know, worked really, really hard over the last sort of 6, 12, 18 months to try and get his body back right. And By all reports and seeing his output, he's back to his best. So I'm rapt to see him get another chance. Obviously, there's a few quicks out in Hazelwood and Cummins, but um Starkey's still there. So with those two, um, I think our fast bowling stocks are in pretty good hands. They've obviously got uh, a couple of another Victorian in there in Finchie who's sort of put a bulk of or a body of work together, um, albeit in sort of the one-day format. But um, you know he's in the form of his life, and and if he gets a chance, I'm sure he'll, he'll take it with both hands. There's probably no better time than right now for him to to be trying to play Test cricket for Australia. So, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I'll be following that one very closely. But I think probably the one solid omission that everyone sort of had a, a, a bit of a chat about was was the Glenn Maxwell one and um, for me that was, couldn't, it was a bit of a head scratcher for me. I would have loved to have seen him over there, just his experience in the subcontinent sort of style conditions um, but you know it's a new look team when you don't have the three guys um, that are out suspended in, in the side, you sort of need to look somewhere um, and there's no one really banging the door down uh, as such so those guys have been rewarded for their Aussie A performances, um, so I wish them all the best. And I'm sure you know we all need to get behind them now and and make sure that these guys are winning games of cricket for Australia.
1: Absolutely, and you would have seen Aaron Finch from the start of his career to where he is now. Have you ever seen him so thin, Hasto? Hey, it looks like Justin Langer's got into him. He, he's a shadow of his former self.
0: He is. I couldn't believe it. he's actually. He normally carries a bit of facial sort of hair or stubble, if you like, and he, he shaved that off just to look a little bit thinner, I think. I saw him up there in Sydney when we were doing the filming for um, the promos for for this summer, and he looked absolutely in great shape. He's telling me he's doing a lot of, um, you know, work in the gym and doing a lot of running. So that's good. I'm glad to see him fit, and he's he's probably realised that this is his last crack at trying to play test cricket. So... um, you know, getting on in his career, he's he decided to to get as soon as he possibly can, and um, you know, good luck to him. I think the results are actually you know showing that he's batting for long periods and and smashing runs. So, good luck to him.
1: And do you want to see him go out there and take on a T20 mentality when he's? I mean, it's going to be different playing in a Test match, but his go is aggression and going after the bowling. Do you want to see him to to try and adopt that from that T20 one-day stuff into? to test match cricket, kind of like what Dave Warner does?
0: Oh, look, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to see him go out there and be as positive as he normally is. you would um, probably have to rein it in a fraction. I'm not, I'm not sure we'll see him slogging sixes over the top from ball one, but um, I, I, I want to see that aggression and I want to see that positiveness that, that he plays with. And I think with a hard new ball in, in sort of Asia-style conditions, um, that sort of game plan can suit at times. Um, if you do play good cricket shots, the ball is nice and hard. Um, so it's going to ping off the bat. So um, absolutely, I'd love to see him play that sort of style and, and aggression.
1: We're going to see plenty of aggression in the JLT one-day cup. It kicked off the other day in Townsville with your Victorians getting uh, the result against Queensland. Uh, before we get into the JLT Cup preview, Will Sutherland, Clem Maxwell, who was playing in that game, he reckons that Will Sutherland's a mini-duke. Do you see some similarities between you and and Will?
0: <laughs> I did say that actually. I I, I sort of um, glazed over as you do every couple of hours on the Cricket Australia app and see what's news. Um, there's normally some pretty good articles from from yourself, Fez. So good on you, mate. Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry sure about that.
0: Um, I <laughs> I did see that sort of resemblance, and Maxie was actually chatting to me about that um, last week when I caught up with him uh, after the Test side was named and. Said he's quite big and hits the seam and, and sort of gets a bit of bounce and um, can sort of run in all day so I suppose that's a, a nice um, sort of comparison on my end because I think he's got a lot of talent um, and he's, he's been showing it his first couple of games he's he set set the JLT alight so hopefully he can carry on in that form they tell me he's a very very good lower order hitter as well, hits the ball as hard as anyone so I'm looking forward to, to watching him get a chance with the bat at some stage but He's another one of those young Victorians with, with a lot to, to play for um, you know, and some, some really good pedigree there as well, of course. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can deliver.
1: Fantastic pedigree, if the boss is listening. Okay, now let's get into, <laughs> let's get into this JLT Cup preview. As we said, it's already started, but uh, there's lots of games left. Um, let's go through team by team, Haystone. Uh, we'll start with the Vicks. What do you like about their squad? Can they go and uh, get the title this year?
0: I'm liking Victorian squad. As we mentioned, they've got young Will Sutherland there. I can almost not even pronounce his name. But I think they've got a really good blend of youth and experience. I think they were probably counting on their, their two more experienced batters and captain probably not being there in Hanscom and Maxwell. So to get them back and boost their batting ranks, and then you throw in the likes of Marcus Harris, who I think is one of the best opening batting prospects that we've got in Australian cricket. At this stage. Um, and then you, you've got Maddinson, Cameron White in there as well um, and some really good experience bowling uh, with Tremaine and Bowen. So I think their squad is really, really good. Maybe the depth will probably test them if they've got a couple of injuries but I think they're a very good side.
1: And they get the boost as well of playing at that new Junction Oval at the back end of the tournament. What kind of advantage will that have for them?
0: Yeah, massive. They're, they're so excited to be in there and I've had a look in there and looked through there and had a bit of a train there the other week. Um, it was, it's a fantastic new set-up. I think it's probably um, you know, up there with the best in Australia now um, just because it is so brand-new and, and shiny. Um, the Centre of Excellence is still leading the way, of course, but um, you know, the ground is looking in absolutely fabulous condition for this time of year. The plus is you don't get any of the football boys running on it anymore, so it's purely cricket. Um, the wicket's pretty flat, and and um, you know they're, they're excited. They've been out there training on it um, outside, which is unusual. You never really get access to the MCG this time of year. So um, for them to have you know fielding practice and, and batting practice out in the nets and everything like that is a, is a big tick for, for the Victorian team.
1: All right, their northern rivals, the New South Wales Blues. They have got a bit of a new look squad this year. Some fresh blood in there. How do you think the Blues are going to go this summer?
0: Well, the fun thing about New South Wales cricket. You know that you're always going to get some some very very good players, and I'm sure towards the back end of the tournament they might even have a look at some guys that have played a lot for Australia. Um, if if the bowlers are up and up and running, and um, you know they could throw a Hazelwood or Cummins in there easily if they if they're going all right. But um, yeah, led really well by by Pete Neville this year. So <clears throat> looking forward to seeing what his leadership style is going to be like. Um, having been close with him over the years I'm sure he'll run a great ship but well, hey, that's so one thing you can always yeah. the
1: breaking news is that Pete Neville's got a broken thumb he's out of the JLT Cup
0: oh well there you go that is so, not, not a good sign for, <laughs> that, for the Blues <laughs> don't look
1: too far, too far ahead about his uh, captaincy so Curtis Patterson is going to captain the side and Jay Linton is going to be the wicketkeeper, so before they even play, which is uh, today, Tuesday the 18th, um, they've lost their yeah. skipper.
0: Yeah, that's a huge blow for them. Then on the eve. Um, that's a, not a good place to be, but Curtis Patterson's um, a good young cricketer. I think he's done a little bit of captaincy work for the, for CA along the way, the CA 11 along the way, and um, he's second 11 games, so he'll be, he'll be well-equipped to take over. Um, he's got guys that he can lean on there, like Stephen O'Keefe and, and Moses and Reeks, obviously. So, looking forward to seeing what Sean Abbott can do with another pre-season under his belt. I think he's a, a very talented cricketer, and they tell me he's fighting fit. So, I'm looking forward to seeing him tearing as well.
1: All right, South Australian Redbacks—they've uh, been in the finals or, and at the back end of the tournament uh, there and thereabouts the past few years. But do you reckon maybe this is the year they can finally get that trophy?
0: Oh, look, apart from Victoria, I'd love to see uh, South Australia win. And I think they're, they've got a very good bunch of, of young men uh, there and led by Jake Lehman this year. So that'll be interesting to see how he goes and test his leadership skills. He hasn't done a lot of captaincy, so it'll be interesting to see how they respond to him. But a very well-liked member of the side and a very, very good player. So, you know, they've got a really good blend of experience with, with Ferguson still in there and doing well. He's... Um, lit it up for, for Worcestershire while they was away uh, during the county championship and also the T20 in one day or so. They've got a good, good stable batting uh, base and they've also got some very, very good fast bowlers who have played a bit for Australia as well. So, you know, you've got Richardson, Zampa, uh, these types of guys. So I think all in all, I think their squad's pretty well-rounded. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they can produce as well.
1: Now, they've lost Daniel Worrell for their first few games over there in Perth. But the way the tournament's set up, uh, it's kind of set up in little different stages. There's a couple of teams up in Townsville. There's a couple of teams over there in Perth. Each time they move, they can make changes to their squad. And like you said about Cummins and Hazelwood, uh, they don't need to be included because they are contracted players who are injured. So they can come back in the squad. And then if Warrell's fit when they move to Sydney yep. for the second phase of the tournament, they can update the squad and they can put in there. So those 14 names that were um, announced last week... That can change throughout the tournament, so hopefully the Redbacks get to see Warrell. But it gives a, a youngster like Robbins a chance who hasn't, who's uncapped, might make his debut for the Redbacks. Um, so I guess that's another thing about this tournament. There's a lot on the line with the 2019 World Cup, but it's also a great chance to see the fresh faces and the new blood of Australian cricket.
0: Yeah, there is, and there's you know there's quite a few uh, amongst the tournament that I sort of hadn't hadn't seen or heard of uh, a great deal, but. I think that's the beauty of this JLT tournament. As you mentioned, um, you know every time they move, they can they can change and bring bring some people in. So that's a big plus. If if you know someone picks up an injury or a niggle, you can if your experienced guys are going alright, you can bring them back in. So looking forward to seeing some of these young guys. We've got another one um, in Mackenzie Harvey in Victoria, who's um, the nephew of Ian Harvey. So. It'd be interesting to see if he gets a chance and how well he can go. They tell me he's an absolute gun. so he can do it all. One of the best fielders in the world, hits the ball very, very cleanly, um, and bowls a few dirty little mediums like like his uncle used to. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty, there's plenty around. Um, you know, it'd just be a matter of if they can take their chance and get exposed to some some good, hard, tough cricket.
1: Now, Western Australia aiming for back-to-back titles. I spoke to Andrew Tyler the other day. He's pretty confident that they've got the team that can do it, but they don't have the Marsh brothers or Ashton Agar. He's over there with the test squad for the UAE. The Wackers, uh, they've been one of the standout states in all forms over the past couple of years. Hasto, how do you rate their chances?
0: Yeah, I think they've always got a very very good um, bowling side and bowling depth. So I think that'll hold them in good stead. Um, they've always some good batters there as well. They've got some really um, good experience in the likes of Turner and those sorts of guys. So I think they'll do well. They always they always seem to, to produce some really good cricket. Um, I think the Marsh brothers being out will hurt them a little bit. Uh, their fear, fearless leader in Mitch Marsh is, is back up and fit and firing and that's what we want to see for Australian cricket. But as far as the WA side are concerned, that they'll, they'll put in a good effort and um, I'm sure they'll, they'll like starting with a couple of home games as well. It's always nice playing on your
1: home track in these sorts of tournaments. You know what to expect. And it's pretty exciting to see Nathan Coulton-Ile back. He's had such a wretched run with injury. Every time he seems to put a couple of games together, something just something really unusual or awkward happens and he's ruled out for a little bit longer. But in terms of bowlers that at their peak can perform at the highest level, Coulton-Ile is definitely one of those in Australia. Oh, absolutely. And it's,
0: it's probably a timely one as well because, you know, you're, the three big quicks, if you like, um, with Pattinson out as well. He was flying before he got back. But, you know, you need to build that sort of depth. And I think Coults is definitely one of those guys that if he's up and firing, he's sort of, you know, in the mix with those guys. So it's great to see him back. Hopefully his body can hold up. Um, they tell me he's very, very fit at the moment. He's He's been training the house down. So it would be good to see him have a have a crack.
1: Tasmania. Now, Tasmania, there's been a lot of talk about the, down there in Hobart about the marquee. I'm not sure if you've heard, caught up on this haste though, but they've put yeah, up this absolutely. They've put up this tent. They've sacrificed a couple of practice games for it, but every person you speak to in the Tiger squad say it's the best thing to ever happen to Tassie Cricket. Forget about those Shield titles or Ricky Ponning. It's all about the marquee. <laughs> um, so I, you know, any kind of success, we've got to put it down to this tent. But They've got a young yeah. squad. They've got George Bale there, captaining the side. Um, no James Faulkner; he's ruled out for a little while. We're not sure the extent of his injury, but a calf injury picked up over there in England. Uh, so they've got a bit mm. of a new look team themselves. But the Tigers, uh, having a slow start last year and having lots of success as the Hobart Hurricanes, and then in the Shield comp, they're aiming for to, well, they're aiming for for silverware this year.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, when you've got George Bailey and Matty Wade in any team, you'd like to think they'll be very well prepared and and a very sort of tough, uh, tight-knit group as well. So I think they'll be the surprise packet. There you go, I think they'll be the surprise packet of the the JLT. It'll be interesting to see how, how much actual outdoor training they've been able to get with this tent and how much of a difference that'll make to them. But I think... Another guy that I'll be looking uh, forward to. We haven't seen him for for a great deal of time, but Nick Buchanan. They tell me he's absolutely flying down there. So
1: he's
0: he's always there's been no question mark over his physique. He's sort of like a bit of an Adonis. But um, yeah, you know he he, he he hasn't bowled too many balls in anger over the last few years. But they tell me he's fit and firing. So he's bowling some, with some heavy ball speed as well. So I'm hmm. really really looking forward to seeing what he can he can reduce.
1: Well, Buchanan kept initially kept Gurinder Sandhu out of the squad but he's come in um, now that Fortner's been ruled out so he must be doing something well if you've kept a former international out in Gurinder who made the yeah. big move from New South Wales so he must be doing pretty well and the guys like Ben McDermott uh, mm. he's on his days one of the cleanest strikers uh, in Australian cricket and then Jackson Bird who's sort of been the guy that's been overlooked in this whole uh, UAE test squad announcement because he he's been on every tour for the past couple of years and had to slog it out on those Asian tours where he's carried the drinks, um, I'm sure he's got mm-hmm. a point to prove.
0: Uh, yep, and, and when he's got a point to prove, he's definitely, um, you can see a real lift in energy from him. So when you throw those sorts of names in the mix, it's pretty exciting, and I think they'll they'll definitely be the surprise packet. Yeah, they'll probably be a little bit underdone in match practice, but I think having. This tournament set up the way it is. I don't think that's really going to matter if you start the tournament slowly. You just need to win that last game. So it'll be very interesting to see how that all pans out. But I'm, I'm definitely tipping Tasmania to be the surprise packet and do some really good things. Love the way Benny McDermott goes about it and how, he, how cleanly he hits the ball. Um, I still remember that time that he hit. That Eddie had, it was absolutely amazing to watch and um, for someone of that sort of talent. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be
1: good to see him fire in this JLT. There it is. Hasto's surprise packet of the JLT one-day cup in 2018. And finally, Queensland. Uh, Queensland have been rewarded for um, success over the past couple of years with five Queenslanders in that UAE test squad. So they're a little bit light in personnel. But when you can welcome back Chris Lynn as captain, that's a pretty fair inclusion.
0: It's outstanding, isn't it? I mean, um, I saw a tweet the other day that said, "You know, the last five seasons, Mrs. JLT cut with a shoulder injury, and then now he's back captain. So after five seasons being away, but the type of guy that he is, and the character around that I know he is, um, there's no no surprise that Queensland would want them, want him as their leader. Um, his performances on the field speak for themselves. He, he can light up any stage, that's for sure. But It'd be great to see him fire up. Queensland are an interesting one because no matter who comes into their squad, they always seem to me like they, they play their role really, really well. So you'd expect a, nothing different this year. Um, a couple of younger guys as well. They've got St- Stecky who's put a couple of good back-to-back seasons, so he'll carry them with the ball. And they've also got Big Billy Stanlake as well. So. They'll be, they'll be pretty good as well. They're always well-drilled and well-coached, and they're outside um, pretty much all year round, so they never start too slowly in a tournament.
1: And you've got guys like Joe Burns batting at number five. I mean, there certainly is class all throughout their their lineup, isn't there?
0: There is. Um, you know, Max Bryant played pretty well the other day with 40-odd um, against some, some pretty good Victorian bowlers, so, um, you know, they've, they've, they've got it pretty well-sorted. Um I'm looking for a big showing from them as well.
1: All right, we know your surprise packet. That's the Tigers, and I think we've already said that (laughs) Victoria uh, is one of your favourites. So, who's in the final?
0: Uh, I would love it to be a Tasmanian Victoria Grand Final
1: at Junction Oval, no less.
0: At Junction Oval, that would be a that would be ideal. Matty Wade,
1: Matty Wade against the Victorians.
0: Yep, absolutely. He hasn't played a great deal against him. He played a good game against him last year, but yeah, it's always a niggly one because he's got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> my mate Matty and I'm, I'd love to be there and just hear hear a little bit of the banter back and forth from from him going at a few of the boys. It'd be good fun, good fun to have a look at.
1: And in terms of a standout bowler and batter that you're looking forward to in this tournament, we've already seen Will Sutherland, the mini Duke take five wickets in the first game, but who do you think is going to be up there um, top of the charts of the runs and wickets? Uh,
0: with the runs, I'm going to say Glenn Maxwell um, will be a standout. A love when he's got a point to prove to to everyone, um, but, but he's in, in really good form. he got 80 to start, to start his campaign off, so I think he'll be up there um, in the batting ranks. Really looking forward to seeing uh the young Edwards brothers as well from New South Wales in a bit of a younger mix. I think if, if Nicky can get on the park and, and bowl well they tell me he's absolutely flying too, so have a have a look out for him. Will Sutherland, as we mentioned, started pretty well. Um so you'd have to think he stays fit, he'll be he'll be along there. Um I think Steckity can, can have a really good tournament as well, but it's hard to probably go past um some of the WA quicks as as leading um, bowler, someone like AJ Ty, Cool Denial, these sorts of guys, if they're in good form, then they'll probably be up there.
1: You've named 20 Blakes there, Haystow, seriously. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I know. I
0: know. I, I can't pick one. Maxie. Give
1: me another two weeks. M- Maxie and all the bowlers. <laughs> there we go. Maxi and all the
0: bowlers. There you go. Now it's time for play it or leave it.
1: We're gonna finish Hey with a little game of play it or leave it now. Are you familiar with this?
0: I think I've I've heard it once before. So I there's throw a, you I throw o. you
1: a, a scenario and you're gonna tell me if you play it or you're gonna leave it. Okay. Okay, pretty easy. First one. A team will score more than four hundred in the JLT Cup.
0: I'm playing that.
1: Who's gonna who's gonna score? I mean, there's a couple of games at North Sydney Oval, that's probably where it's gonna happen.
0: So I'd say it would probably be one of the teams in North Sydney, for. <laughs> no, I, I, def, I definitely think that they can. Um, I think there will probably be a few scores well over um, 200 in the Big Bash this year as well. So those batters, mate, they'll just keep finding
1: a way. Next one. A player will score more than 200 or 200 or more. So an individual player to score a double 100 in the JLT Cup.
0: Mm, missing that one.
1: Don't Not know that caught. one.
0: No, nah, not quite. There's been a they'll couple very close. I'd, there'll be, a, I think there'll be a couple sort of around the one eighty, one ninety. Um, although normally they're they're quite hot days when you get them on that. So there's a couple of tired shots late in their innings, it's a little bit cooler in, in the year. You never know. It'll be a, a Glenn Maxwell type.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, what do you get? Two eighty-one on North Sydney two eighty 280-odd, So he's, he's familiar you with can. that ground. He's a chance. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm still going to say miss.
1: Okay. You're leaving that one. Uh, the leading yep. wicket taker to be a... You know, we don't know who it is because it could be any number of any bowler in any team. But the, the leading right. wicket taker to be a spin bowler.
0: Oh, no, I'm going to leave that one.
1: You like the quicks.
0: Yeah, I like the quicks. I just think it's caught co- it's very tough the back end of the tournament played on Des Moines, north sydney even junction's not a massive oval so um i think this finish can go the journey
1: now this one's a little bit a little bit tricky and to be honest i haven't done the research as I would have liked but I'm pretty sure there's been a couple in the past couple of seasons but more than one double bonus point win to a team so to get a double bonus point you've basically got to chase the the runs in half the overs or bowl the team out in um, for less than or for half of the of the score they're chasing so more than one double bonus point win.
0: Oh, I think I'd love to see the research on the CA11 being involved in some yep. of those double bonus points. So I might leave that one. I think.
1: Okay. Yeah, they might. They might have uh, succumbed. Probably had not score too many themselves, but might have been a part of it for sure. Um, <laughs> I think so. But yeah, it's a t- it's exciting. I think. And what I guess what this happens in this tournament as well, given that everyone is in the finals, maybe teams won't be pushing for those extra wins unless they are really close to the top two?
0: Yeah, I think you're spot on there. I reckon that'll probably be the way they'll look at it is just be intact later on in the the JLT, later on in the the tournament, and just make sure that everyone's fit and firing and really um, make those key games towards the back end count. I think it's probably a good way to play it for sure.
1: And finally... Uh, we, saw, we saw a couple last year, but we'll see some penalty runs awarded for fake fielding. Fake hey, fielding?
0: Well, I, I'd like to see the stats on Marnus being involved in those <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> so without him in there, I don't think that that will happen, so I'm going to leave that one as well.
1: I reckon he was the first one pinged, wasn't he?
0: <laughs> he was, and I reckon he might have even been done twice. He's just that sort of habit that you train for and everything, and he's so energetic they run down everything, but, um, yeah, I'm going to leave that
1: one. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, That's it, Haystay. Well done. Uh, We'll we'll come back at the end of the tournament to to figure out if you were spot on or not there. But thanks for coming on, mate. All the best uh, with the coffee shop, a little wine bar down there, and, I guess, more importantly, for the Sydney Sixers.
0: Thank you very much, Faz. It's been a pleasure, as always, mate. Very good.
1: That's it for this week's episode. For Australians with a Fox Tour subscription, 13 of the 20 matches will be broadcast live on Fox Cricket this summer. And fans around the world can watch all matches via a free live stream on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app, as well as regular highlights of every clash. And fans who are looking to get to the game in person, entry is free at all venues this season. For all your cricket news, scores and highlights, stay look on cricket.com.au.